Welcome back to the show. There's no telling where we'll go. So come and share a laugh on the Imp and Skiz podcast. We're back on the couch. We know what that means. And uh, this time you can actually see we're actually starting with this angle. But everybody who saw the thumbnail, they understand yeah, what's going on. It's always a on. dead giveaway. It's always it's like a dead literally giveaway. there. So yeah. it's like we always come in pretending like it's going to be different. We got It's never different. There you go. It's, but it's always going to be better. And now we have Gemini Tay up on the screen. Hello. Happy Hello. Happy. Thank you for joining us, Gem. So good to have you here. Thank you for having me. Love your decor, by the way. Yeah. What a fantastic Thank you. Welcome space. to my office. It's amazing. What's the heart on the couch going, going scrolly there? Pixu, like pixely frame thing. YouTube gave it to me. Well, that is super cool. Isn't it cool? Super cool. Not and sponsored. And uh, it looks like okay, so I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. Well, Skiz isn't, uh, but you're you're all. Skiz cozy could be there. in Canada. Uh, like, <laughs> I, I take it it's a little bit colder there than it is here. Yeah, around zero degrees Celsius that today. Means. That's like freezing. Yes, you do. We learned you that, play we learned Phasmo. That Phasmo. That's freezing. We Come we on, got freezing temps. That's a haunt. I know hey. that you know no, what that's... zero Celsius is. <laughs> How do we not see your breath right now? Stop <laughs> pretending. But yeah, I was walking the dog this morning. It was cold, so we have hat. Nice. And nice. fall. Well, it is great to have you here. Uh, one thing we like to do on the podcast is never assume that, that people like just straight up know you like every listener knows you. So uh, we're going to put you on the spot and just allow you to introduce yourself to our listeners. Oh, that is on the spot. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> listeners. I'm Jem. I make Minecraft videos and sometimes I stream. Mostly I just do YouTube. That That's, that's it. That's, I build and stuff. That's it. She's a fantastic builder, by the way. Yeah. Intros are hard. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you nailed it. You nailed it. I mean, basically, Minecraft YouTuber, uh, that's that's been a lot of our guests on the show, actually, um, is because that's the, the world we, we we pretty much live in. So that's uh that's why you're why you're here. We love hearing stories of of how you know YouTubers get started, uh, what the experience is like in your in your life, your daily you know, how you, how you get your work done and, and all the different things you do. So we're going to dig into that a little bit because, yeah, I think oh a lot of people listening, that it's the whole YouTube world is still new to like humanity, right? In the grand scheme of things, yeah. it, it sort of is. You know, it started off as like a, a kind of a platform for people to dump their junk and then turned into an educational platform and then had its educational its, its entertainment based roots. And mm -hmm. now it's just in everybody's basement who wants to be a part of it. And so it's the thing is when people people don't they're not in first and second grade saying i'm going to grow up and, and be a youtuber that's not a thing that eventually will be a thing i think it is now right? yeah it might I, not actually be now it might be it's now yeah. it's become a thing, a thing but yeah. not not when we were that's correct know, not when we were and and actually and that's what i kind of want to start with with gem is that going back to when when did you start to realize that this was something now you have your gemini tay that's your main channel you have a second yep. one i believe it's called gemini 2 if i'm not mistaken yep. And that's where you, you put all your VODs and other stuff. Do you have a third channel I'm just not aware of? No. Okay. So no. we got two's enough. Two's she's, enough. She's very, she's very good. Much better than I am at like maintaining focus on yeah. what she does. Yeah. That's a, that's a virtue. <laughs> Which, yeah, it, I admire that. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I try to learn from her. The, the other day on the Hermitcraft server, I was in this space where I was trying to like plan out how I was going to do all the things I wanted to do. I want to do this series and this series and this series and this podcast and this and she comes in and she looks at the wall and she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Just you can't. Calm down. You can't do it all in a week. Yeah. You cannot do six things yeah. in like a 
five or six day work week if you want to have a day off with your not a thing see not yeah. a thing so she's so right off the bat we know that like she's way smarter than i am which is awesome uh and she's she's helping <laughs> that's me. not true I, I i've actually spent the last two weeks rearranging those signs over and over again trying to find a combination that works and it and it's not happening <laughs> she was she was she was right all along i just yeah. should have listened to her but yeah uh, you don't count everything as work i, I think that's one thing <laughs> about this job that people don't really realize is like what we're doing right now that's work but also the hour you guys just spent setting up that was also work yeah. right that's that's a part wire. of your job setting up cameras and running wires that's part of the job yeah. doing thumbnails is part of the job researching uh, like marketing stuff that's part of the job like that's, there's more to it than just when you sit down and record that's yep. really really good advice i mean we're, we're diving right in right now to what it's like to be a a, a youtuber and yeah. i think i think that's really good for for people aspiring to be a youtuber maybe considering uh, that like the second graders, third graders now that we just we kind of joked about. But if they are like, oh, man, I'd love to be a, a YouTuber. I think it's good to hear that from YouTubers that it's not just play a video game, hit record and upload, you know, when you're done. And that's it. Like yeah. there's there's so much more to it. Like she just hit on it, which is uh, it's it's a lot. It can be it can be very, very time consuming. And she's right. A lot of those things I actually even after 10 years of doing this, I don't factor into my time. I just mm -hmm. I haven't like learned to give me that space of like thumbnail design time and ideation time, you know, and we've talked about this before, like just the idea of uh, coming in and, and sitting on this specific couch and just staring at the wall until ideas come. You know, I typically just go, go, go. What's what do you do, Jem, to uh, like where do you find that your inspiration hits you? Is it is it out walking the dog? Is it, you know, sitting at your desk? Where, where do you usually get your inspiration from? Oh, everywhere. I think uh, I think this answer definitely changes day to day and depending on what I'm doing. But usually I like to have like thinking. I have a thinking playlist. Impulse Ooh. would like this. I know you like music. Um, I, but I like to uh, get in the car, go on a drive somewhere like me and Winnie uh, go on a lot of walks. So we have to drive to our walks. So we'll uh, We'll be uh, listening to a bunch of playlists there and ideas will just be flowing in my head or while I'm walking the dog. I used to like to run. I've gotten out of that recently. I would like to get back into it. But like, oh, that's how I'll process things. Like when I got invited to Hermitcraft, that was a lot to process. So I immediately <clears throat> like went on a run and I blasted music in my headphones and just thought about like what's going to happen. What's the next like few months going to look like? What's my base going to look like? Like, how am I going to? What's going to happen? Like, I just, I don't know. I need to run it through my mind, all the scenarios. And I find that that really helps. And that gets a lot of inspiration. Then I write it on a notepad in my phone, usually. I was going to say, okay, yeah. So some people, we, we had a, a mumbo on the show. And he had like multiple journals where he hand wrote. Handwritten journals. All all oh, ideas. I do that too. Do you have one? I, hold on. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you the go. on it even. Nice. Got the, got the creeper journal. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I got pen and paper always here. That's that's good. I, I think there's I, I don't do it. I should like I rely on digital just because it feels convenient to me. But I think I think interestingly, there's like something just there when you write something down. It, it helps. It's just Yeah, your mind. It, I like, think it would help it. your scheduling too. impulse. You see behind me here. That's my schedule. I'm jealous of that whiteboard yep. right there. It's a whiteboard. I physically write it. I wipe it all off, write a new month on it and write down everything that I've Dude. got to record. So I, you, you wrote like the specific time that you were supposed to be on the podcast on there. And then when we were 30 minutes late, did you cross <laughs> it off and fix it? <laughs> I'm not that specific. I'm okay. not, I don't she, care. She I wrote just, the word I morons under it. 
<laughs> she just crossed yeah. off completely. Um, thank you <laughs> for your guys. patience, by the way. We did have a, a bit of a rough morning with our technology today, but I think I think it's all working now. The so. calendar thing, I, I literally did that yesterday. I'm so several days late in getting this month ready, but Impulse and I had a conversation yesterday and we started to realize how many things are in the air right now. And I'm like, I have to, I have to get writing this down. So I wrote out the calendar i have exactly what she has mine is on the fridge it's more like a like a transparent one but it has the month blocks and i mm. just erased everything started the new one and nice got to get everything on yeah. there Otherwise, this is busy you know. season yeah. we're in we're in november yeah. <laughs> this is this is the busy month yeah I, this you know is the crazy one that i think that's been part of my issue lately is like i'm feeling a bit overwhelmed because on top of you know trying to get a bunch of content out because it is the season to do it uh we also have IRL obligations, right? We have mm. holidays and time with family and, and all that stuff that we got to factor in as well. So it's it can get kind of kind of tough balancing everything. I mean, as far as balancing your work slash life, it, how, how has that been for you since you've you've kind of gone like full time YouTuber mode? Do you feel like mm. you got that pretty well under control then? It's definitely hard. I feel like I don't I don't do a good job myself, but I do do a fairly good job with my family. It's actually sometimes tricky with family to even get them to realize that I'm working. They'll like call me to invite me <laughs> to things in the middle of the week. And I'm like, you know, I do have a job. I, I don't, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it all the time, but I do have one and I need to attend it. Um, but yeah, it's, <clears> normally <throat> if my family calls me up and wants to do something, I will drop anything at work that's like my rule like i'll go because it's it, i have the privilege and the freedom to do that with this job and it's it's the time to do that you know all my grandparents are still alive i want to go see them whenever i can so very important on the family side but on the personal side of things i'm a lot worse at it if nobody's calling me up that day i'll work from 8 a.m until like 10 p.m i just until i go to bed basically a, just a all day <laughs> Wow. The only the only reason I would stop is to walk the dog. Thankfully, I have a dog. <laughs> she makes me stop. <laughs> Helps keep that mental health a little bit, break you away from the the screen, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, that was definitely. a good that was a great point that you brought up because, like, yeah, we just went into like being a YouTuber is is all these extra things that most people don't think of. But then you start talking about the benefits is like, yeah, we can actually step away or, or we can if we're, you know, not having a great day and don't really feel like we can put our best foot forward. We can we can take the day off. We have a little bit of that extra freedom because we make our own schedule. Yeah. So huge yeah. privilege that comes with this job. I mean, if I was working uh, my my like traditional job in the hospital, I wouldn't even have Christmas off. Like I, people in the hospital work straight through with sick people don't take Christmas. Yeah. Like you, you work forever. <clears throat> so it's, it's such a huge privilege to be able to just be like taking the holidays off. Mm -hmm. Like there was, that's it. I'm going to make a video the week before and that'll go up during Christmas and I'm done. Yeah. You that's and I it. right out of college, we were doing tech support for like over 30 different hospitals yeah. or something like that. And there it was, it's a, same thing. It's like it's it's a twenty four seven gig, and and yeah. yeah. So you're right. This is a great world. Let's 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 rewind a little bit. Let's go back before you were an actual YouTuber. Go. This is going to be back. Uh, it's obviously going to be before Hermitcraft. It's going to be before a lot of the series before Hermitcraft. And you just started to realize that this could be something. What is it that sparked your interest? And was it Minecraft the whole time, or were you doing other stuff? No, it wasn't just Minecraft. Well, first of all, we have to take into the context that I was 14. Oh so wow. Wow. I didn't have, you know, I, it's not like I was working some job or going to college or had my life figured out anyway. Like I was just in the stage where you're 14 and you 
don't have that much else to do. Like you can't even work legally a, a normal job yet at that age. So you're you're just, you know, I was watching YouTube and I watched a lot of vloggers. And after a little while, I think in that same year, I would watch Minecraft YouTubers because my friends uh, in that school year when I was like 14, 15, we would play Minecraft on our phones, pocket edition, oh recess in the hallways. And that was like <laughs> the best thing ever. <laughs> And so I would start watching YouTube videos of people <clears throat> playing Minecraft and I would find like Etho and B-dubs and Doc and these Minecraft. I don't yeah. even think Hermitcraft was a thing. It was like super long time ago. And I watched them making videos. And at the same time, I would also be watching a few vloggers from back in the day, like Shaytards, I think I watched a lot of. Mm. Um, and I was like, I could do that. Like I, I have this thing where if I see somebody doing something, I, I just have the, I could do that. I could do that. Like, and, and that pretty much applies to most things. I don't think I could do it well, but if I see someone doing something and I'm interested in, I'm like, I can do that. That doesn't look that hard. Like I could probably figure that out. And, and I've yeah. had that for, for a while. So I, don't I just, yeah, I saw, yeah. Don't ever lose I saw B-dubs doing it and I was like, I could do that. Yeah. So I uh, used my laptop and I got my dad to buy fraps. <laughs> which the recording software oh fraps. God, that, yeah, my yeah. dad is a patient man because i made him buy me fraps which was paid when obs is free um <laughs> so i don't know why i did that but yeah i started uh, recording and editing and my videos were horrible but it worked out so those videos that you first made um <clears throat> are they still up like are they still publicly available for people to go back and be like let me see what gem made 10 years ago no, you my first first videos aren't. Um, my very first video that I ever made, I don't even have. I made vlogs when I when I first started. I would get my cousins together and would do skits. I would carry around a home <laughs> video. And before even YouTube was a thing, I would do this. My dad had made home videos of us as kids, which would now, I guess, be a family vlogs. But they were never posted on the internet, obviously. It was just like a camcorder yeah. in the early 2000s, like going around filming us. And So I would film a lot with that when I was a small child. So the first thing I made was vlogs and skits like that. And I think I just made three of them, quickly deleted them. And then I started on Minecraft and gaming because that was easier. It was just on the computer. You didn't need a whole other person, friends and stuff. Just do your own thing. So my first uh, videos were Let's Plays. And I think I have a reaction video to it still on my channel. So wow. if people want to watch that, they can. But it's bad. <laughs> it's yeah. bad. But that's <laughs> that's always that's always the case. I think oh, yeah. I, I don't think I've met a mm -hmm. YouTuber who would look at their first you know couple videos or even first couple years worth of videos and not cringe at themselves. Oh, right? Yeah. Like it's part of the it's part of the process. And uh, a lot of people that ask about you know advice for somebody that that wants to become a YouTuber, I always just tell them make as much content as you can and and learn from it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. look at it when just you're do done. It. Look at it and be like as critical as you can possibly be of yourself and like take notes on what you could do better and then make another video and see if you can like correct that. Did you find yourself kind of going down that same path early on? No, early on, I think I ignored everything. I don't think that I planned to be a YouTuber as the thing. Like you guys were talking about this, like it wasn't really a job. Like when I was 14, YouTubers weren't making money. Like that was, in, that was YouTube was not even Google at that point. Like there wasn't money mm -hmm. in this. So it wasn't like I was looking at this like, oh, I want to be famous. I was just like, I'm going to make this video and my friend might watch it. Like, <laughs> that's it. Like, yeah. that's okay. That's all I want. Like, I don't, I don't need anything else from this. 
No, that's so, fair. That's fair. Yeah, man. just just make videos. Have fun. That's the, I have another channel entirely that's way outside. I created a billion years ago, and it was mm -hmm. specifically for what Jim just said, yeah. is to make videos for friends and family to watch. And the, the first one I ever made was a, a music video co compilation of all of um, uh, Fedor Emelianenko's greatest fights. Because he's a, he's a, fi he's a fighter. fighter yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's an MMA, like world-renowned MMA fighter. Anyways, he's one of the greatest. And I put it to this Tool song just so I could show people and they could understand this fighter is amazing. And then also maybe like, dude, that's that's like, you put this together pretty well. Like, you, yeah. I like doing that. I did something for the gym we used to work at. Yeah. And so I, I get it, like, everything in the beginning is all about just an expression of art. And then it starts to uh, reveal itself as maybe there's something a little bit more here. That's, that's what I'm curious to hear too. about that's your, what, the turning point yes. for you when it went from, I'm just posting these videos for fun for friends to like, at what point was it like, Oh, I'm getting views and this could be a thing. Like, how did that all transpire? Oh God. I don't even know if I have a good answer. Like I, I think to this day, I'm like, this could this could go away and I'd be fine. Like I don't <laughs> this wasn't my career plan at any point. Like when I was invited to Hermitcraft and I had almost a million subscribers, I was in school. Like I wasn't planning on doing this. Not really. Like Yeah. I I I don't know. Like um I guess I, there was a point where I posted a tutorial and at the time it was just for this little Minecraft community that I was a part of. So I was a moderator on a minecraft creative server where people do builds and stuff mm -hmm. um and at the time i posted a world edit tutorial and it was just for the people on this server and uh that world edit tutorial did extremely well scar references it constantly <laughs> in conversation with him because he's like i can't remember to flip a build unless i watch gems tutorial from like 2013 oh. <laughs> i'm like great it's awful but like at the time, a lot of those videos were like a super like dubstep intro, like craziness, super <laughs> cringe to watch. So if you had a tutorial that was just straight to the point, it actually did pretty well at the time because it was a much less saturated market. So that that tutorial did quite well. And then I kept doing them because I was like, this is cool. Tutorials are actually helping people. People are learning to build. People mm -hmm. are learning world edit. And then that kind of got successful. And I was like, I could teach more people to build. And I started doing build tutorials and showing off the art that I was doing in the game. I wasn't a survival Minecrafter, so that's a big difference from what I am today on Hermitcraft. I play a lot of survival. At the time, I was just doing creative mode, pretty much, and world edit and voxel sniper, and I, I would have considered myself more of an artist within the game than anything else. I, I wouldn't have thought that I was like a let's player. I didn't have a series mm -hmm. going on. I just did one-off videos like, here's how you make a tree. Here's how you make a dragon. That That type of vibe. So... Once that kind of started going, I, I guess, I don't know when the turning point is. I think it was around the time where I made friends like Flip and Jimmy and Mythical Sausage. I met a lot of them and we started an SMP. It was I was finally doing like a series. And it wasn't a successful series. It was an old live streaming <laughs> SMP that we were a part of. But they were starting to have more conversations leaning towards, you know, we're going to go for this. We're going we're gonna to try to make it into something. And I was like... That's cool. Like, we, <laughs> what a, we could do this. Like, this could make money. And I remember um, you get that first mailer from Google in the mail that's like, you have $15 in your Google AdSense account. If this gets to $100, we will pay you. Yeah. 
<laughs> eventually it did get to 100 and i bought um my yeti microphone which i still have it's on the floor oh <laughs> very wow. nice and that that was the start once i had that i was like okay well every cent i make on this let's put it back in and yeah. just keep going now that's a very good strategy um for when you're when you're getting started you know to because that's another question that we get a lot of like a lot of people are they they ask you know how do you, how do you get into this and what do you what do i need you know to make videos nothing and like you just said like if you had known better back then you would have gone with the free obs instead of paying for fraps mm -hmm. capture software maybe you go with davinci resolve that's free instead of paying for adobe premiere you buy yourself a uh, kind of a cheap headset with a microphone i think i started off with like a logitech, yeah. a logitech headset that had the flip down mic yep um is how i got started but then once i made my first bit of money you <clears> upgrade <throat> little by little and, and start to get there but you don't need that stuff starting off because you're yeah. still you're still learning your content's gonna not be great you your need, equipment yes. doesn't have to be the greatest yes. either yes. you know i have it's so important the only thing that you need is to want to make videos yeah <laughs> Don't need anything else. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, hold on. Um, that you just created the thumbnail. So I got I, I, that, that. That's the text that is yep. on the thumbnail that everybody yep. saw when they clicked on this video. You just did it. You nailed it. You crushed it. I'm doing. And this. he's thinking ahead, so You're he welcome. doesn't have to dig it out later. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We'll write it down now because I'm gonna forget. But yeah. that was. That's the, some of the one of the things that we do is I'm when I'm editing. I'm always looking for a pivotal moment or something that is iconic in the podcast where the thumbnail uh, would reflect that moment and yeah. the overall like timbre of the video that's it right there you know she said something else in that too that that stuck with me and i'm not sure anybody that we've had on the show has said it in that way that how you viewed yourself in minecraft was as an artist like you were yeah. using minecraft as your canvas um and and i don't know if we have had anybody state that in that way maybe scar might have come close to stating it that way but um like that just for me because a lot of people look at minecraft and they they know the let's play stuff. They know the whoa creepers and, and, and surviving the night, but they don't necessarily look at Minecraft as it is your canvas to mm -hmm. draw on and create art. Um, and so like just putting it that way, I, I think might help some people understand that, you know, if, if they don't play Minecraft or never, never seen a Minecraft video or anything mm -hmm. that they may have like a completely wrong not wrong, but like a, a different idea of what it actually is, mm -hmm. you know, yep. especially when the first thought most people have is the graphics suck. <laughs> like, yeah. how yeah. could you create art when the graph when it's blocky? You know, it's this blocky graphics aren't great, but you can, right? Like you've proven yeah. it. You've created people some are looking at the, the wrong scale, really. Like scale. I, I used to make um, he would almost call them models, like mm -hmm. huge, huge organics, like not obtainable in survival minecraft really uh, could i guess now with light matica but very giant builds and i can send skiz some pictures so that you can supplement the audience but um th this is a part of me that is very lost now because i think people very strongly associate me with like the smps the role play hermitcraft empires like hardcore minecraft all this survival stuff where you're not building on this scale but truly i started out just like modeling things i made a big like daenerys targaryen like with three dragons on her arms oh, let's go made like Amazing. a three-headed dragon and, like these were giant builds and, like i would show people what i was doing and i would call it art and i wouldn't even have to say it was minecraft they wouldn't know it was minecraft looking at the picture of it they would have no idea it doesn't look like minecraft when you render it out so it's, it's totally different i think it's uh something that's a little lost in our community at the moment it's something i wish i i did more now if i had that time 
Yeah. Do you feel like, do you feel like there was a time for that and that time has passed and, and that's not something that we'll see a lot of coming back? Or do you feel like maybe that, you know, kind of like old things becoming new again. Like mm-hmm. my daughter asked for bell bottom pants the other day and I was like, <laughs> are you serious? They're bad. You know what I mean? So like, do you kind of see maybe that coming in the future for, for Minecraft and, and like what was old becomes new again? Like we're going to start getting like parody songs again, popping up from sparkles and you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think it went anywhere. I think the creative building community is still huge and like, I was never one of the most talented people in it. Um, I blew up my YouTube channel with that as a start, but there's still a lot of artists and build teams that don't touch YouTube or Twitch or any Mm. of the social media that are mega talented and using Minecraft Mm. to model, to, to make art. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not going to get millions and millions of views, but I think it could if the right YouTuber started marketing it that way. I I don't think it's gone at all. I just, Mm. It takes so many hours to make those things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have it right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So you went from you kind of transitioned from you know doing the doing the big big models as you said to becoming more of a let's player. And you mentioned like role playing in there as well. Is role playing something that's like always been kind of natural to you, or was it something that was a little weird at first? You had to work on, or like where is your history with role playing like stem from? Oh. I don't know if I have a history. I don't, I, ah, I don't know. I think that it comes from just being a kid and like playing pretend. Like, I don't think I ever let go of that part of me. That's just a kid, like playing with dolls. Like mm-hmm. it, it's just very playful and very youthful. And I don't know, I guess the role play can be serious as well, but I don't think that I ever did anything crazy uh serious it was just fun like it's it's just a way to express yourself through a character and I I think that that I really enjoyed that I didn't necessarily get super deep into it but I would like to it's fun I'm just not that good at improv (laughs) like I think I really (laughs) need to work on improv I'm with you on that one I think I think that's the best part about the um the life series that we're part of now is that is our stage for practicing improv Right. And and so we find ourselves typically trying to be a little bit more character like and role playing in that series. And then also like, you know, like Skiz was telling a story about a quip that he had in the in the life series, uh, the last episode that he did. And it's like that. That's it. Like like having the uh, chance to have the end, you know, the yes and the the yes and uh, experience. And just practice that improv like on a on a stage. Yeah. Like we, we mentioned Minecraft is is a canvas, but it's also a stage. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what we use it for. Like our world is our stage. And, and what's nice is we also get to build the props. We also get to build the backdrops and then make our experience as we go. You know, and 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 Jim was talking about how like Minecraft in general is, is her canvas, right? A blank canvas, and she's gonna go paint a picture. And uh I, I just that's I admire that to such a such a yeah. deep degree because I I my whole life when I was a kid and I would see my friends and they would be uh, sketching something or or you know doing a pencil drawing and it was amazing I'm like how how are you doing this I cannot my brain cannot connect <laughs> in my hand to make it do that but when we do the live series and the the show hasn't started and nobody has a storyline nobody has any sort of direction that's my blank canvas is the fact that there's no story that's that's actually where i get to flex you know mm-hmm. what i mean because i love the improv stuff i love just whoever i encounter just seeing what 
unfolds in those moments. That's why I like the life series so much. And I find it interesting that Jem thinks that she's not good at improv. I disagree. I've had, I've had plenty of interactions uh, with you, Jem, to realize you're, you're, you are good at it. You're, you seem very comfortable at it, but the fact that you think you're not is indicative that there's probably a lot more coming from Jem in the next 10, 20 years that we don't know. And that's, that's, yeah. that's fun. That's exciting. Yeah. It's always important to improve. And I think, um, Let's loop this conversation back around to the beginning. Um, kids who want to be YouTubers, what could they do? Yeah. Go to a drama class, yep. do public speaking, Ooh, yep. do English class. Like my English teacher in high school did something so key for me and I'll never forget it because this is the only thing a teacher has done for me that I'm like, <laughs> this is important to this specific career. And it's so hard to do something in high school that's specific to YouTube. But he got us in a circle. My, uh, I'm from a very small town. My English teacher was also my drama teacher was also like a bunch of teachers but it was english in this particular the, the class. town dentist <laughs> slash sheriff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this this man wore a lot of hats but he was fantastic <laughs> but um he got us in a circle in our desk it was like a like a semi-circle and one person had to get up in the center and you had and he would say a word and to talk about the word as long as you can you could not say like um or ah you had to just go without saying that as soon as you said it you were out and it was the next person it was who could go the longest without like pausing or like you could pause but it had to be a silent pause like that is so important like that that is huge to Mm -hmm. practice and it would just be like stupid words it would be like pizza like talk about pizza for as long as you can (laughs) without saying ah that's that's hard for a 16 year old especially like over 10 years of doing this and i am still the um master you know i do it too it's crazy it's such a hard habit to break you know and and in different cultures they have different um filler words see i just did it they have different filler words Mm -hmm. right like uh we worked we used to work with people from israel israel and and uh theirs instead of um it was eh. it was eh. it was like a noise Eh. like a guttural noise uh and so that's when i i realized like oh we all kind of like do that you know and i i think i see like the younger generation now, um, even younger than you, Jim, that that use <laughs> like is their filler word now. It seems like 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 is making it through the generations. I still use it today. Yeah, I mean, all yeah. this stuff kind of like happens, that's a pretty big you know? one. Yeah. You just said it, dude. Yeah, it kind of like happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you guys are so cool and hip. Yeah, we are. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we are the we are the hipsters. We'll we'll talk about the whole dad experience at TwitchCon later. <laughs> yeah. mm, spoilers, because yeah, we just got off the. Uh, we just did the podcast. The last two podcasts actually were are, are talking about TwitchCon, which we got the chance to meet Jem in person. Um, I think that's when when we asked her to be on the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. Skiz asked me impulse. It was not you. It was Skiz. Skiz what? invited me to this <sighs> podcast. Sat down at dinner. <laughs> for the record, for the record, Impulse and I had talked previous about this anyways. And, I know. And we all I just like she, giving Impulse no, She I knows know. me well enough to know that I'm so competitive that that even will irk me, yeah. knowing that you beat me to the punch and inviting her to the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Impulse invited me the same day, an hour later. That's ah, funny. My hour. I'm telling Come you, on. 95% of the things that you, you beat me at, I didn't even know we were competing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's totally fair. No, but, but, but we were talking about, we were at dinner yeah. we were talking about the podcast and that's when i was like yeah i'm just gonna impulse and i have already talked about this and when i brought it up you know she was all in and it was very exciting because i was like this is you know this is a different person to get on the podcast you know it is everybody we've had has been kind of like closer to our age and and they've been male actually this is 
The she's second, the first. She's second, the first female that we've had on the podcast. Second female we've had, but the other one was in a duo. In a duo, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that. Yeah, Evan and Caitlin's a single entity to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which you met Evan and Caitlin as well at Twitch. I did. Yeah. So they were amazing. Cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, they're one. But yeah, you are the first solo female guest. I mean, I guess that that brings up a point. And actually, we had a question from uh, one of our Glimpse supporters about that. Has do you feel has being a female in this? world in this in this content creator world in the in in the public eye has do you feel like it has been uh more challenging to be in the space as a female content creator in your eyes like do you feel like you've mm-hmm. had to go through uh, more hardships at all or anything do you feel like you deal with more uh i don't know toxicity i guess online i think i definitely do i think it's difficult to pinpoint exactly why it's so much more challenging but i definitely see it like i i definitely feel it like i get invited to things i i've even been invite, invited like to travel to things i've been like there's like maybe two girls in this room and i'm one of them yeah. like it is a boys space <laughs> and normally like i mean most of the men i work with all of the men actually i work with are fantastic like you guys are amazing so it, it never really I don't let it, it doesn't matter that much, but I do wish there were more, more girls around. That would, that would be cool. My, I'm sure my um, comments and DMs are a little different. You know, I have a certain amount of, like we just went to TwitchCon and there's a certain amount of anxiety in me mm-hmm. from what I know is lurking in my DMs that probably isn't in you. But yeah. like, that's not something you can quantify. Like, I, I don't know. I can't speak for you and what your experience is, but... Yeah, it's different. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have seen uh, some of that surface, you know, uh, on the internet, and and I think it's important for for you as a as a creator in the public eye to um, like help help others that may be in the same boat as you were as a fourteen year old that maybe had that concern of like, oh, do I want to put myself in this world that that potentially could lead to some toxicity and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and now that you've kind of like seen it, been through it and, and kind of overcome some of that, is there any like advice that, that you could give to people that might have that concern that are in the same space as you and, and, and kind of putting yourself in an environment where you feel like you're a bit of a minority as far as being a female? Oh God, I don't feel like I have any advice. I feel like I'm still living it. I feel like I need advice. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's just hard. Like it, it it just is. And it's not getting better yet. I, I wish I could say that it was. I mean, we're, we're working on it, definitely. But it's 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 still there. I, I don't have a I don't I don't have anything deep or helpful to say about it. It's just there. Yeah. And like, I think it's very important to call it out. And I think that that's less important for me and the other minorities, whether they're uh, female or like gay or any minority group ever. Like, it's important for you guys i think that's the the key is to make make some good friends that are gonna help because i can't help myself in a lot of the scenarios i need you guys to help fight it off yeah i I still listen to you a lot of the time i feel like we do our best to be advocates for for just humans being uh good humans right Mm -hmm. like that's kind of the message that we've always tried to portray in our podcast and uh, you know, we don't, it, for me, it's really hard to, to look at things and see labels of, of any, anybody, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't care for labels. I, 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 I view everybody as, is human beings, you know? And I think that it's important for, uh, people to realize that even on the internet, 
you may not envision them as human beings because the internet kind of like hides the human aspect mm -hmm. because it's digital, right? And so you get a lot of people that, that don't understand that those words of hate are actually <clears throat> reaching a real human being. And I think mm -hmm. that's where like we need to help educate uh, like the people that are in the in the on the internet, we talked about this. Skiz and I talked about this all the time. Is like the internet. It almost feels like uh, we weren't ready for it. You know what I mean? Like humankind wasn't quite ready for it, and yet here it is. And and we run into these things where well, yeah, now, it, it gets we, difficult, right? Yeah, and we have rapped about things like this that that technology in general is on such an exponential evolution that our ability to keep up with it is that that's a futile effort. It's never going to happen. It's mm -hmm. always whatever technology is um, presenting itself to humanity. It already won. We already don't know how to use it. Right. So I saw this image the other day that was like, it took us 200 years to go from this to this. And the, the first picture was horse and buggy. And 200 years later was the F 15 stealth fighter. Okay. Uh -huh. And then it said it took us 2,400 years to get from this to this. And the second picture was the horse and buggy. And the first one was just a little bit older horse and buggy. <laughs> right. So the, the premise being that like, like as we uh, move forward and this stuff keeps happening, it's always the blind leading the blind. And in, 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 because it's the, whatever the technology presents itself, the people who are supposed to be teaching the youth, the parents, they're not, they don't know about the technology and the kids who are using it don't have anybody to refer to. Yeah. So it's just like, it's like the kids are teaching the parents how to use it. And it takes this like, uh, kind of a life of its own for the people to realize what's good and what's bad about it, right? Yeah. And so it's one of those things to where the only thing we can do is recognize this as an absolute truth and be at peace with the fact that when new technology when new technology comes our way, whether it's social media or whatever it is, be wary. Just be because we don't we're, we're just learning that now. You know, mm -hmm. it's just be and by now I mean the last twenty years. But be wary of what is in front of you because you don't know what's the, the second the day I heard what Snapchat was, <laughs> the day I heard what it was, I was like, that's the beginning of the end right there. That is very very bad. And I'm not saying Snapchat's bad. I'm saying the idea that somebody can make make a picture, send somebody a picture, and then they think it's gone from the ether. It's not. You know, like that was I was like everybody's gonna believe that this is the case, and yeah. that's just a. That's just a grain of sand on this beach. Yeah. And, and you're right. It's we're trying to learn, man. Let's 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 go back and apply this to like some of the things that you probably dealt with as your parents started seeing your YouTube yeah. take off. Right. Because, you know, as a parent, uh, it, 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 my daughter and my daughter has asked if, if she can like become a streamer and stuff. I have my concerns that she's going to face some of that toxicity that we're talking about and not be able to handle it, right? And, and, and lead her down like a dark path, you know, a dark spiral. So were your parents ever expressing that kind of concern as they saw you kind of dive into this YouTuber world at all? Did you get any of that from them? No. My parents are older than you guys. Um, Good. And they... Uh, <laughs> but younger than some buildings. Not by a lot. <laughs> um, but they, they don't. I mean, my dad is very good with technology, but not with social media. I mean, I made all my social media accounts when I was 14, 15. They didn't know. Yeah. Because it's all they, new. It's all new. No like, idea. Like, yeah. It's all, you know, uh, for. I, I make this joke all the time and my parents probably roll their eyes every time they hear it now. But like my, for the longest time, my parents always just told everybody that uh, my job was to play Minecraft. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't quite understand what the YouTube part and the content creator part meant. So they just say, oh, my my son, he, he plays Minecraft, you know. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I find I, I totally myself like I have to teach my parents 
internet safety. Like <laughs> when, when I started getting bigger on YouTube, I had to go through all of my parents' social media and be like, well, not my dad. My dad doesn't do social media, but my mom, oh my God. I, <laughs> uh, like just teaching her like, hey, don't put your address in your Instagram bio. <laughs> like yeah. what? Why is that there? Yeah. <laughs> Get it out of there. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, let's practice some internet safety. Yeah. It's actually pretty much a fight almost every Christmas. Like every time I go to the holidays, like my grandparents, my parents, like just being like, guys, like stop posting your personal information on the internet. Like, stop it. Yeah. Do you find so it, I, I did not have them doing that to me. Like I, I am that I am like, stop, please, yeah. please be good on the internet. <laughs> did you find that, uh, as, as you were finding success in, in this space that, you know, parents mo uh, always become proud of their children's accomplishments. I think it's natural, right? Um, were, were they doing that kind of thing where like, as you started like having more subscribers, maybe posting on Facebook, like, Hey, my daughter, Gemini Tay, is up to a million subscribers on YouTube. And like that's coming from their <laughs> personal account. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, and that's your daughter. And there is her real name. Okay. Uh, did you find any of that yeah, kind of going on? Extremely creepy. Luckily, that I fixed this problem before the million subscribers. So <laughs> <laughs> we, we lapped that up around 100,000. So it was much less Smart. of a risk then. Um, but yeah, de definitely, definitely a problem. Fam, man, getting it's so easy to get docs on the internet. It's so easy. Yes. <laughs> well, see, that's that that's <laughs> part of what I'm talking about, right? Is that, but you know, the, the whole using like your real name and stuff like that. Some people use their real name, and they some people take precautions, some people don't. You go back, and they're like, well, so and so, like they name like famous actors and stuff. They use their real name, and and you can go back. You understand that we have more power, more investigative power in our cell phone than the <laughs> FBI had in the fifties, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where it's like it, the, the thing has gotten so completely out of control to be able to track people down. Somebody had brought up something. I don't know if you told me about it, but the thing about people who are internet uh, star, I'm not know what the right word is, but internet stalkers are people who are trying to dox or whatever. The one thing that they have that people don't give them credit for is patience and patience is, is it can be, it can be deadly when it's in the right hands. And then people like that, they're when they have their mind fixed on something, they're it's they can it can be bad news, man, because yeah. they have nothing else to do. So they're just gonna keep <laughs> going and they have they, they have the entire FBI right in their pocket and <laughs> the things that they can do is for example, you ready? My wife's phone got stolen. This is about 10 years ago. My wife and I went somewhere and somebody stole her phone. That sucks. And I'm like, all right, well, I I don't think we realized it was gone for like a day or two or whatever. I don't remember. Anyways, uh, they I, they did cost me several hundred dollars in calls to to Mexico or whatever, and uh, I was like, I don't know how to do this, but I'm gonna I'm going to find a way to track this person down, and I was able to in about two hours to locate the actual um, the house that was a, a few miles away that they were calling from, like because because they I connected this number over to Mexico, then that called this house back here or whatever. I was able to do some <laughs> something. And I was like, if I was a crazy person, I could go make some terrible things happen. I just needed to like get the yeah. have control of it, but I didn't do anything because I didn't want to throw my life away. Yeah, but they <laughs> have patience. Smart. It's it's dangerous, man. Yeah, yeah. Now you said you're from a very small like town, uh, right? So do you do you find that living in a small town helps or hurts when it comes mm. to? Like, not like people recognizing you and in and that kind of stuff. I'm just wondering, like, do you, do you go to the grocery store and like people know that you're Gemini Tay? <laughs> you know, 
Uh, I mean, it's both. Um, I get recognized frequently. Uh, that only started happening as Gemini Tay around a million subscribers. Like, you've really, like, stiff. It's a little difficult to go outside. Like, somebody's going to know you. Um, <laughs> but, like, also from a small town, everybody knows you anyway. Right. So, like, <laughs> yeah, word travels fast that they got a uh, famous YouTuber in their in their community yeah. right <laughs> yeah very awkward i don't i never know how to approach it when people come up to me and they're like reconnecting with me as they may have known me as a child or something and they're like talking to me about work now like <laughs> they know who i am but i like it it still it feels like a fan interaction because like i they are able to know so much about me because of the internet that's just the nature of it I don't know a single thing about them. Like I have mm -hmm. no point of relation, but I have a lot of people who think that they really do know me and that we are best friends. And uh, it, I don't, it, I, so what do you do? It's <laughs> like something that I'm really trying to figure out now. Cause it's like just something that like this year is really like starting to amp up and it doesn't happen with fans. It happens with like people who already knew me and now extra know me because of my uh, job. Yeah. And it's like, that's a different a dynamic awkward. right there. That's a different, yeah. I never considered that dynamic is because like, so Mumbo said something very similar when we had him on is that they, when they approach him, they's like, they know a lot about me and I have no frame of reference for them. That's, mm -hmm. that's normal. That's just, that's just math mm -hmm. at that point. Right. But the dynamic, this is a third layer that she's bringing in here, that it's people who did know her before YouTube. <laughs> and now they feel like YouTube was some sort of vehicle to where they're closer than they've ever been. And she's yeah. like, I, I mean, we grew up in the same area, but I, I, I got nothing for you. Like, I'm not, you're, she's not going to lie. I did watch the way you interacted with the very many fans that you had at TwitchCon. And you were, you were, you were great. You didn't, you didn't seem Oh, I love them. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want it. Yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I, do, I I'm doing this job. I enjoy attention. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want people to come up, and I want to be friendly. But it it is difficult in some scenarios. Like you go home to a small town, and maybe you're going home for something like a funeral, and it's like all of a sudden, maybe it's, you don't want that attention, but it's going to come anyway. Mm, like you, yeah. you can't help it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like you said, the parasocial relationships is is something that we have talked briefly on uh, now and then on the podcast, but that is a completely different like layer to it. And I don't know that I've had that experience to where, um, well, I guess, I guess in a way, uh, we, we got a text from a buddy of ours that, that we used to work with who actually tuned into a stream that we did last week. Mm -hmm. And, and I was, it, it just like for a second, I was like, wait a minute, this co ex coworker is watching our content. And, and for a minute, like my brain just couldn't handle that. You know yeah. what I mean? Did you kind of have that same feeling a little when that bit, came across? A little bit. I I mean, it wasn't a big deal. I was it was obviously no, not a big flat. deal. No. But it was it was like we, we tend to forget that how many people that we may like actually know IRL uh, are watching our content. You know? Yeah. And it's like it's it's scary. <laughs> uh, like this is why it's scary. Okay. Right. Perfect scenario. Somebody knew me when I was eight years old. So they know my parents and my grandparents and they know where I went to school because they knew me in real life. Now they don't know me for the next like 10 years, but they know my YouTube channel and they know all of my previous personal information Yeah, and they know my YouTube channel and they're not careful. Like they're, yeah. <laughs> they're sharing that. I've had that actually, actually happen. Like, on videos of like p fans asking questions 
and people who used to know me like <laughs> two decades ago answering the questions being like wow. like i've had to reach out to people that i don't know anymore to be like i know you knew me but this is wildly unsafe and inappropriate like you cannot share this information even though you're just being friendly right like it's sketchy yeah <laughs> yeah like pest control guy that came in and, and sprayed my studio then comes to the video and says like hey uh, it was great meeting you when i sprayed your your yard the other day <laughs> no it hasn't happened but but i could see that yeah, but it you know? can yeah easily easily because you know people do come come into our space our workspace and and they see what we're what we got going on they see the the uh silver play buttons or gold play buttons whatever and and they're like you know oh <laughs> yep. you know i had uh, actually i did i did have a, a landscaper who because my phone number was in his phone so we could communicate about like the grass watering schedule you know stuff like that uh he opened up his tiktok and my stuff started showing up mm. because tiktok linked my phone number that he had <laughs> wow. and, and it's like whoa oh okay he's like yeah i saw your tiktok's a ball you're my landscaper. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, it's so weird, yeah. right? Like, it, it is. Yeah. It makes it difficult to relax, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys are like this, but like, I'm not going to fully relax in a public scenario or like even just a small gathering unless I know everybody's not on social media. Like, <laughs> that that's the only way that I'm fully like being candid, I guess, because I just personal information, it leaks so easy. It's yeah. so sketchy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it, it can be. It can be scary. But I mean, it, it is like we said. There's ups and downs of being in this space, and and we talked about a lot of the a lot of the ups as well. Like, what is what has been the most like rewarding part of of being a YouTuber and being you know over a million subscribers and obviously getting the the attention? I mean, you, we, we couldn't even walk through TwitchCon. <laughs> you had you had so many fans run up and, and just didn't want to talk to you. I like, mean, yeah, that's the most rewarding part. Like no competition like going to twitchcon signing all those autographs mm -hmm. like that that was amazing like this this job is incredible and for all of those negatives I, I would never trade it like it's it's awesome yeah it's so rewarding seeing seeing fans and being able to make art that actually reaches people and has an impact and helps people like that's huge absolutely yeah i, I wholly agree with that and uh, it was funny because like the first like convention that Skiz you went to was like what Anaheim in 2015, 16, 16, and Skiz is so naive that he didn't think anybody would recognize him. <laughs> you didn't, even, you didn't even bring like a sharpie or, or whatever to sign stuff. No, you threw one at me, and I said, "What's this yeah. for? You're all autographs." I'm like, "I'm not going to need this," and I threw it back, and you threw it back. You're all, "Yes, you are," because yeah. you had gone to a Minecon <laughs> the year before. Yeah. And you said the you like there was a, a fair clip of people asking, which is very very flattering. I it, whatever it was yeah. it was incredible. I didn't you're right. I was naive. I didn't see it coming. It was cool. Yeah, and it's still like it, it still gets a little overwhelming because you know we go to these places where we're not. For me, I I don't I don't go to the grocery store and get get recognized. You know, um, but when we go to these conventions, we're in a space where these people are in. Yeah, our our niche. everybody's there for the same purpose. Yeah, yeah. so. You know, to to stand up at the MCC event and then all of a sudden have a line of people that they want your autograph even still caught you off guard, even to very even, much even so. Then, right. Very much so. That was that was extremely humbling. And I couldn't I was very shocked. But uh, and, and I think, Jim, I think you had a 
Did you have a, a, a swarm sticker on your... <laughs> yeah, uh, Jem had to walk the secret tunnels of yeah. TwitchCon with a security yeah, guard. Yeah, I don't think I actually needed that, but <laughs> I was grateful for it because, I mean, I do get some sketchy messages, so it's nice to have <laughs> a, a little bit of extra security. Yeah. No, it's uh, it was amazing. All of our fans are so respectful as well. Like, I, I know we talk about the downsides of this but i think most people have very good intentions they just yeah. don't understand the internet most of the time <laughs> yeah just is the sad part um but yeah meeting meeting fans i mean that was yeah you're right skiz it was so humbling like i feel like for days afterwards i was just numb i was like yeah. i couldn't even process it like it, it was crazy well let, let me say this i this i want to really dive into uh twitchcon because you and i, I that was one, some, one of the one of the most fun podcasts we've ever had was just recounting yeah. twitchcon and and being able to spend the time that we did with jim and a lot of what we saw i think that there's a lot more like we're going to end up getting a percentage in and then cut it off so i <laughs> i kind of want to cut it off right now yeah. and start next one uh the next episode with jim i'd like to dive really really unpack twitchcon uh, the whole experience with her here and, and specifically her experience and then learn a little bit more about the girl behind it, it would be nice to hear um because you did a, a fantastic vlog you were you were so so smart about like getting the phone out and, and recording stuff as it as it went really I, I i typically just like forget to i do wasn't even thinking about that um, but you did a great job with that and your vlog was fantastic i really enjoyed it but Thank i don't you. know if you got a chance to um to listen to our past couple podcasts about about I did TwitchCon. So you've now you've Big heard fan. like thank you, thank you. And now you've heard like our kind of uh recollection of yes. it. I would be very curious to see what you think we we missed out on, or if there was a like you saw things maybe differently than than what we did. Uh maybe we can fill in some some gaps as well. Yeah. Absolutely. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. Um, and there's a lot of other stuff that uh that, oh, that we so got questions more. for you. Yeah. So as much as I know. Our listeners and viewers like hate when we yeah stuff too in bad parts. you're cliffhangering <laughs> them oh my yeah. goodness they hate it they Not hate the it and we do love them we do love you guys we don't do this because we like to to to, to make you mad at us um I do it, it, <laughs> Skiz loves it he it, feeds off your anger comment below I, I can feel how angry your you are anger. <laughs> I just uh, I I think it is a good it is a good point to to wrap this one up and. Uh, and, and hear about a little bit more about that experience. And like I said, there's there's some other things that we want to dive into. We have a, a list of questions that we didn't quite uh, get to some of them that, that we'll probably want to ask you as well in the next segment. So, uh, yeah, good good wrapping good. point for now. And so stick around, Jim, and we'll continue this amazing conversation. See you in a week. Yeah. See you in a week. <laughs> Sorry they're doing this case. to you. <laughs>